in today's show. It's time to look at sell high players. It's time to look at buy low players. It's time to look at trading. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So here we are. First one of these of the season, and there'll be plenty of people who drop in the comments, oh, that's impossible. You can't do that. No one's falling for these deals. It's too early in the season. Why would you do anything like this now? And while I agree with a lot of that in um, in theory, people do make trades. People make stupid trades. People want to hop on stuff super early. The, you, you do not... You say, well, in my one league, this never happens. I am in, you know what, five leagues or whatever it is this year. But I also hear from thousands of people about their leagues, about the reactionary moves that people want to make, whether that's people who listen to this show or people in their leagues that make those moves. So it does happen, right? Now, when I say that these guys are buy low or sell high players, I'm not going to give this explanation every video. We're going to just do it once today. A sell high player is, if you can get this player at an absolute top peak value, you do it. Otherwise, you just write it out. Doesn't mean that you have to sell these players. Doesn't mean you have to get rid of them. It means that you see what you can get. You look at where things are going to fall off and you see if anyone buys into it. And the same with a buy low situation. There are certain buy low ones where I go, well, that's not actually a buy low. Just trading for that player doesn't make it a buy low. Getting them for a player who you think is going to finish 50 spots worse than where they're going to finish is a massive buy low. But that's not always possible. So sometimes you just leave it. You don't just, buy lows don't mean get this player at all costs and sell highs don't mean just get rid of this guy. It means doing it for the right spot. In general, a lot of the sell highs, just write it out, man. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy what's happening. And with the buy lows, maybe you don't want to deal with that headache. But it's all about taking taking the, the right level of risk and doing it in a common sense way. And, and I hope that makes some sense because there will undoubtedly be people who comment on this, well, this is never going to happen or you can't do this or this guy will definitely keep this ranking up or whatever sort of yeah, stuff is going to ca- come. It's going to happen. We do this, we talk about it, and then we go from there. So let's go from there. And I'm sure this one's not going to be controversial at all. Sell highs. Let's start with sell highs. And let's start with uh, Ja Morant. Um, again, people will look at this and go, you just hate him, Josh. You're a hater. You're a hater. You told us not to draft him, which is absolute bullshit. What I said was in a category league, taking him at ADP of 40 did not make any sense to me. I had him in like the 60 to 70 range. He has taken gigantic steps forward. Maybe that's going to be wrong to say to miss him at 40. But you know, it's all about the process of expecting a guy to jump 80 plus spots in one year by taking you know, gigantic leaps. It's a, a, a process that just doesn't work the majority of the time. In a points league, I was actually higher than him on what his ADP was. Now, he's the 8th-ranked player in category leagues and 6th-ranked players. That's what those numbers at the top on YouTube mean, the 8 and the 6. 8th in category leagues, 6 in points leagues, right? He is killing it at the moment. He's averaging 35 points per game. Guarantee it's coming down. 
He's averaging 1.3 steals. He's never averaged one per game. So there's some room for that to come down. 2.73s. That's over double what he did last year. That's actually triple what he did as a rookie. So bear that in mind. So how is this happening? Well, he's hitting 44% of his threes. There's room for that to come down. Maybe he's a 40% three-point shooter. That's possible. And I'm super encouraged by the fact that he's attempting six threes per game. So the 2.73s per game, I don't look at as crazy. What I do look at is the fact that he's hitting his twos at 63%. His overall field goal is 58%. And he's hitting his free throws at 81. Now, the 81 can absolutely happen. But there are a number of things there where I look at it. Look, 35 usage on a true shooting of 67 is a remarkable number. And it just probably is not going to happen. Can he be a top 50 player? Like very, very easily. Very easily he can if he's going to maintain this level of three-point shooting and three-point shooting volume. But as a top 10 guy, I don't buy him being a 58 field goal player with 35 usage, averaging 35 points per game, uh, hitting almost three threes per game. I don't buy that part of it. I do buy the increased free throw attempts. I do buy the assist numbers. The minutes are fine. Um, yeah, the, the steals can easily regress down and the and, and the overall shooting can regress down. Now, what I've got here, if you're watching on video, you go onto uh, Yahoo and these are trades that have been made in the last 24 hours for Ja Morant. So when you look at it, like, does anyone buy into it? Now, he's got insane hype on him because he's bloody exciting. He's really good. He probably makes an all-star game this year. I really, really like him as a player. I think he's going to be excellent, right? But he's been traded straight up for Luka Doncic in leagues. And as much as I don't think Luka Doncic was worth taking at pick number two or pick three in a category league, I would still have him over Ja Morant. He's been traded along with Ben Simmons for James Harden. Now, Harden is a guy who's struggling a little bit at the moment. I would still rather have Harden every day of the week in a fantasy league than, than Ja Morant. And Simmons is a throw in there. He's not even playing. And another trade that went down is he got traded for Julius Randle and Shea Gildas-Alexander. Now, I don't know how that trade goes down. Randall's actually ranked higher than Morant this year. He's a number one player in points leagues. Randall's a number five in category leagues. Who I actually am not mentioning him on this sell high show as, a, as an option, but he is a bit of a sell high because he's blocking like two and a half shots a game, which is going to come down. But yeah, these are the sort of valuations that some people are having on Ja Morant. So I think it's something that you should, yeah, at, at the very least, yeah, be looking into as something that maybe you can, uh, maybe you can do. What else you can do, though, is... You can get your TV together. Why would you want you watch your live sports somewhere else? You got your login for something else. You got your highlights on your phone. Then you got your neighbors login for other stuff. There's just too many different things and it's too confusing. So I want to tell you about a simple way to get your TV together without that hassle. It is called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. Find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. All right, so let's look at the next player. It is Miles Bridges, who is killing it at the moment. He's the ninth ranked player in category leagues, 14th in points leagues. Now, I went in and, and did some adjustments on projections on Basketball Monster. And he came out extraordinarily high on those projections, mainly because he's just contributing right across the board. His usage is up from 17 to 20, uh, 23 this year. I don't think he maintains 23 usage, but even at 20, 21 usage, he's going to be great. His shooting was excessively strong last year, and it's the same this year. I'm not sure I fully buy him being a 94 free throw guy, but he was 87 last year. Can he be 86 again this season? 
He hit 60% of his twos this year. He hit 59 last season. Like, so while I do expect him to drop off, the fact that he's playing 34 minutes a night instead of 29 minutes a night is really a key driving factor. I just don't expect him to maintain 68 true shooting on 44% from three, as well as 23 usage when Terry Rogier is going to come back. And that'll probably knock that down to 20 or 21 usage. And you see the 50, 54 field goals drop to 50 maybe, and the 94 from the line drop to 86, which 86 is still great. But from 94, that is a big, big, big drop-off. And that's part of the reason I think he's going to fall. So if you look at some deals that have gone down, he got traded along with Jeremy Grant for Carl Anthony Towns. Like That is a stupendous deal. Somehow, I don't know how that happened. Towns is ranked higher in category leagues than Bridges at the moment. But weird stuff goes on. Maybe that was a points league where Towns is ranked 16th and Bridges is ranked 14th. Regardless, it's a silly deal. But these things literally happen. And people will buy into what is happening with Miles Bridges. He does big dunks. People like that. It annoys me that I was I was in on a Miles Bridges breakout two years ago. And then he was he just completely shit the bed. And then the last two years, he's been really good since then. Um, but to me, he's a sell high sort of a guy. Like if Don't sell him for anyone who's not a top 50 player. I think that a top 40, top 30 finish is actually possible. What you should be aiming for is top level. See if you can package him and someone for a James Harden. Go with that same Luka Doncic type scenario. Obviously, you can get Carl Anthony Towns in certain situations. I think that's the sort of mode you should be looking at. Otherwise, man, just write it out. He's been bloody good. The next one we take a look at is the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Uh-oh. Barnesy! Um, Barnsley has obviously been excellent so far. He has been absolutely out of his mind good, and that's great. We, we love to see that. Um, as you can see on the screen, he's the 16th ranked player in category leagues and 18th in points leagues. Barnsley's averaging 28 points with 10 boards. He's shooting 50% from the field, which includes 56% from three. He's hitting five threes a game. So there's your absolute, this is what's coming down scenario. And remember, three-point percentage is a three-category influencer. You drop your three-point percentage, your field goal percentage drops down, your three-point is made drops down, and your overall point score drops down. So when someone is ranked this high on the back of shooting, which has literally no chance of sticking, you're going to lose a lot. Now, I think Barnes, who was the 74th ranked player last year, could maybe be a top 60 guy, maybe. But yeah, I'm not... I'm not looking at him as a top 20 guy. He's not a 28-point-per-game scorer playing 37 minutes a night, hitting five threes and grabbing 10 boards. A lot of that stuff has zero chance of sticking. The increased three-point attempts is very, very encouraging. He went from 4.4 a game last year to nine so far this year. Can it stick that high? Potentially. These are some trades that have gone down for Barnsley. He was traded straight up for Brandon Ingram. Love the Ingram side of that. He was traded straight up for Trey Young. Are we okay? We're feeling all right? He was traded straight up for Shea Gildas-Alexander after Shea's game against the Sixers. This is textbook hyper overreaction. Barnes is good. He's not, he's not Shea Trey good. He's not Ingram good. That shooting is going to come down. Guarantee it. Let's look at Seth Curry. He's the 39th ranked player in category leagues. That's awesome. He's 84th in points leagues. Obviously not as good. So how is he this high? Well, you're going to guess Guess what it is. He's shooting the three at an insane rate. Steph, Steph Curry, he's awesome too. Seth Curry is one of the best three-point shooters in the entire NBA. 
almost you'd say in NBA history. I think he's like a career 44% three-point shooter. He is not a 77% three-point shooter. That is what he is going at. He is attempting almost six threes per game, 5.7 to be exact, and he's hit 43 of them. If we look look at the, the totals on that, what is he? He's 13 from 17 from three. There is no way. There is absolutely no way. He's averaging 20 points per game with over four threes made. Under two assists, 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks. He's shooting 69% Giggity. from the field. That's going to fall off. All right, the usage is only 17%. The minutes at 32 are encouraging for sure. But there is just no way. Even if he is a 47% three-point shooter, right, which he probably can be, there is no way that what he is doing is being able to stick. There's, there's no chance. Seth Curry is fine to roster, especially as a three-point specialist, but he is not this guy. And look at the trades for Colin Sexton. I know Sexton's in a slump, but give me Sexton every day here. And this is an interesting one. Often you can bamboozle people with multiplayer deals. You often bamboozle me if you ask me, here's seven guys that I'm trading for another seven guys. But two for ones or two for twos is probably where you want to stop. Curry and Aiton were traded for Jaron Jackson and Tobias Harris. And I could easily make the argument that the best two players in that deal are Jackson and Harris. But the best performing player so far has been Seth Curry. So they're the sort of things you should be looking to do. You know, obscure some of his complete no-brainer, or not no-brainer, complete like out-of-the-box shooting. Obscure that by putting other names in that mix with Aiton, Jackson, and Harris, all sort of similar value. And even Curry, similar value from where he's been this year. That's a huge win if you're getting Jackson and uh, and Tobias Harris there. The last sell high we're looking at is Timmy Hardaway, who's the 49th ranked player in category leagues. He is also 103rd in points leagues. Obviously, that's not quite that's not quite where we uh, where we needed to be that, that that points league number, and and that's because again he's just being really fueled by some super hot um, super hot shooting at this point, which is something that is going to fall off. So if we look at what Hardaway is doing, he's averaging almost 20 points and hitting four and a half threes per game, but that's coming on 53% shooting. He's attempting eight and a half threes per game. That's not an outrageous number for Hardaway. He can continue to do that. His minutes are up, um, which, is, which is really good. Good for him to be able to get those extra minutes, but it's that 50% shooting, right? He, he was at 53%. He was at 39 last year, 40 the year before. 40 is fine. He can easily be a 40% three-point shooter. But that's a 13 percentage point drop. And that takes him from being a top 50 player to a top 120, top 110 sort of a guy. These are some trades. He was traded along with Jaron Jackson for Paul George. The number one player in fantasy is Paul George at the moment. That is a gigantic steal. He was traded with Kevin Porter Jr., someone who is sucking at the moment, for Shea Gildas Alexander. And to me, like Hardaway is just a throw-in. He's just an absolute throw in there. So it's basically, you're just adding him to give the the idea of a boost of value to Porter uh, and throwing him in for Shea. So some interesting interesting deals that have gone down there so far for Tim Hardaway Jr. But I want to tell you that football is back, but basketball is also back. And the best place to place your basketball bets is at Bet Online. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up. And if you receive, or you will receive, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use our promo code Locked On from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts.
You need parts for your car? There's so many different makes and models these days that a local bricks and mortar store has no chance of being able to stock that. You need to go there, line up, wait to talk behind to the guy behind the counter and often field intimidating questioning when you can do all of this from the comfort of your own home by using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Rock Auto has everything you could possibly need to fix your own car. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for exactly the same parts? So head to rockauto.com right now and check out their vast catalog of all the parts available for your car or truck. And in there, how did you hear about us box? Right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, let's move now on to the buy low section of the show. And I'm going to start with Draymond Green. And it's been a rough go of things for Draymond. He is the 261st ranked player so far this season in category leagues. It's a bit better in points leagues where he's ranked 100th. Remember last season, he was the 45th ranked player. Why is he so bad this year? The minutes are fine. He's actually averaging more points than he did last year. He has yet to block a single shot. That is why. He blocked only 0.8 last year, but he also started the first like two, three weeks of the year with like two blocks in 10 games or something. He also has two steals across three games where he averaged 1.7 last season. He also was an 80% free throw shooter last year. He's shooting 33% this year. He also only attempted 1.4 per game last year, and he's up to five per game this year. So that negative impact on his free throws is just dragging him all the way down. Assists are a bit lower, 6.3 versus 8.9. Maybe that fixes. But the one thing, the, the defensive stats have to improve. He can double his steal rate and he has to get a block at some point, surely. He's actually shooting the ball all right. So there is some room for that to come down. 50% on his threes. He was at 27 last year. So his overall field goal is high. But the free throws is the thing where you look at and go, there's no way. Like he's not a 33% free throw guy. Like he's just been atrocious there. I think that bang that he had on his wrist hurt him. And the defensive stats are going to come up. Yeah, I think you should be looking at Draymond as like a top 70-ish sort of player. And these are the trades that people have made to get him. Kemba Walker. I have Draymond ahead of Kemba Walker pretty clear. Kemba looks cooked. He doesn't look good at all. I'm still holding Kemba, by the way. But you can get Draymond for Kemba Walker. You also saw him go with Jordan Poole for Harrison Barnes. Now, Barnes, of course, is killing it. But we've already talked about how he's probably going to drop off. And I think Barnes and Green probably can be equivalent this season. But you're adding Jordan Poole into that mix as well who I think you know, can be a top 100, maybe top 80 guy for the first three to four months of the season. I think that would be a pretty good deal. Terry Rogier, Been a rough start for Rogier. I've had people ask whether they should drop Terry Rogier. That's how I know that his value is down. 200th ranked player in category leagues, 250th in points leagues. He's played like one game and he played 24 minutes in that. He's dealing with that sore ankle. So it's really hard to look at his numbers and, and judge anything. He shot 20% in that game. Right, it's one game. It's 23 minutes. But it's the fact that he's out at the moment that people are panicking on. People are worried. People are dropping him. People are also apparently trading him for TJ McConnell. So have a look. Is anyone dropping Terry Rozier? If they are, grab him. Are people you know, frustrated? Throw your worst player. That's that's what you do. You th- throw your worst player, throw your two worst players and see if, it, see if it works. And if it doesn't, oh well. But you try it because it's not impossible. Let's look at Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Um, He's 145th this year. 152 in points leagues. It's a really rough start. He's playing 25 minutes a night. Dwayne Casey is one of the worst coaches in the NBA. 
He has not had a single steal. He's blocked one shot. He's averaging nine points. His usage is the same as what it was last season. We'd hope for a little bit of a spike there. But it's really the fact that he's not blocking shots. He's not getting steals. He hasn't had an assist. He hasn't attempted a single free throw. The field goal percentage is fine. The usage is fine. The rebounds are really good. 10 boards per game. But when you even like he might average one assist per game or two assists per game, but when you've got literally zero of them, it hurts. He might average half a steal per game. He might average a full steal per game, but you've had zero of them. It hurts. He should average 1.5 blocks per game. He's had one block in two games. It's a gigantic discrepancy. He was a 70% free throw guy all of last year, but like 76% over the second half. You don't take any free throws when you could be an average free throw guy. Like it, it does hurt a bit. Maybe that one doesn't hurt that much because if he's below average, it actually drags him. But what free throws do is it just adds three points. So the nine points per game he's averaging might be 11 points per game. He might be two of three from the line every game. And it's 11 points. That helps. So I, I'm not worried about him losing his starting job. I think at some point he's going to push to 28, 27 minutes a night. And I know that blocks will come, steals will come. He'll get one assist. He'll hit one three, which he hasn't done any of that at all. He's been traded for Ricky Rubio, and Rubio's on a real hot streak at the moment, but I would much rather have Isaiah Stewart than Ricky Rubio. He's also been traded for the combination of Chris Boucher and Jalen Suggs, both guys who are on their current level unrosterable. Now, Suggs is still a must-hold. I don't think Boucher necessarily is. So you get Stewart for two guys like that. Yeah, let's go. I'm happy with this. Let's look at De'Aaron Fox, who's, who's struggling. 136th in category leagues, 56th in points leagues. I think he might be a bit hurt with his shoulder. I'm a bit worried about that. Things are not going well. Why aren't they going well? Well, he's averaging 18.7 points per game. Last year, he averaged 25. So there's a gigantic discrepancy there. He's not hitting threes. He's taking them, but he's hitting them at 16%. And as we remember, we mentioned earlier, threes are a three-category influencer. You hit your threes, your field goals go up, your three-pointers made go up, and your points go up. It's a simple, simple equation. He's not hitting them at 16% going forward. I'm telling you now. His two-point percentage is also the worst number it's been in three years. It's at 50%, where he's at 54 the last two years. He's getting steals. His rebounds are fine. His assists are a little bit down, but it's not anything too crazy. But the fact that he's hitting 60% from the line is killing you, and 39% from the field is killing you. Both of those numbers come up. You add in your more scoring. You hit some threes at a higher percentage, and we're back in business as a top 40 player. He was traded for Mitchell Robinson in a league. Guys, he was traded for Carmelo Anthony and Jalen Suggs. Look, just some horrendous deals going down. You, you might not be able to get those, but they literally happened. Just any, any guy that's outside the top 70, if you can trade them for Fox, do it. These shooting numbers will come up. The last guy to talk about here is Freddie Van Vliet, who's had a rough start to the season. He's the 105th ranked player in category leagues, 66th in points league. So why is he so bad? Well, the obvious answer is going to be that he's shooting horribly, 34% from the field. Right, he was a 39% guy last year. That was rough. But he's also hitting 22% of his threes. That's that's the killer, right? That means he's at 1.7 threes made. That's half of what he did per game last year. So that comes back up to 36, 37%. Then we're, we're fine. He's averaging two steals, exactly what we need. Six assists, bang on. Four rebounds, exactly. You go from 1.7 threes to 3.3 threes. So that's an extra five points per game. Then all of a sudden, he's averaging almost 20 points per game. 34 from the field goes to 39. Big change. And the other thing, he's hitting 67% of his free throws. Last year, he was at 89. He's never literally been under an 81% free throw shooter. 
These things are all going to come up. I still think Fred Van Vliet is a pretty clear top 30 player in category leagues. Probably not that high in points leagues. But look at the trades that have gone down. For RJ Barrett. Like, are you joking? For Devontae Graham. Guys. Along with DeAndre Ayton, for Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen. You're getting the best two players in that deal. Van Vliet and Ayton. Absolute foolishness. Sell highs, buy lows. There are other guys you could include this list. Harden's a buy low. Randall's a sell high. There's plenty of other players to have on this. Let me know what you think. Do you have any other sell high or buy lows you want to put in here? What did you think of the new format with those trades that have gone down? It's not necessarily suggestions, but just illustrations of how players' value has fallen. We'll probably be tweaking this show as we move forward as well. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. But if you're here on YouTube, most importantly, give it a thumbs up. I want that thumb right up the middle. Ring the bell. Leave your comments. Subscribe. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.